What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Poor Fit. Metal Matt here, Big John Stud, Wild Bill, J-Lo's got some technical difficulties. Hopefully he joins us shortly. Um, what's up, fellas? How was your turkey day? Mm, still stuffed. Still processing nicely. Yeah. Sick of turkey already. No, nah, yeah. I didn't get any leftovers. I went to a relative's relative house and... Sometimes they give you like give, give me like a little take home plate, but this year everybody crushed crushed it pretty hard. I don't think there were many leftovers, so I didn't get. But you know, I got my fill in the gobble gobble. Thanks. <laughs> Sometimes Thanksgiving, the food for Thanksgiving is better as leftovers 100%. than the actual meal itself. Like, Open that fridge up, grab a piece of turkey. It's like oh, get some cream corn, some taters. It's like yeah. oh, well, it's like the time to do a plate. Just it's some turkey on some. On a nice, you know, whatever your bread of your choice, some sliced tomato, some salt, some pepper, maybe a little mayo. I'll try to do the mayo. Good. I know John cringed with the mayo. He's not a condiment guy. But you know what? Never understood that about you. But turkey's that's, that's so dry. Up. Turkey's so dry. We're like you need something. Where you, exactly where you say mayo, I might go like throw some gravy on there. You know okay. what I mean? Oh, it's and then John, eat it like an open it's face. Acceptable, very acceptable. Gravy, gravy can do the trick. I never, never say no to gravy. She's my friend. No. <laughs> Come on, we're all American here, right? <laughs> never red-blooded American. Some of us, some of us. I know. Yeah, some of us for American at Iran in, in matches. Oh, yeah. Lord. Lord, I wish oh, Jesse yeah. was here to defend himself. We could talk about the Welsh football team and then the 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 iranian team both those teams going home american second 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 spot in the group they got to play the netherlands in the knockout stage give me a tall task test netherlands uh might put a hurt on the boys but you never know that's why you lace them up and hit the pitch american number one always and forever we believe that we will win great little chance from the last world cup that we were in like nine nine twenty years ago whatever now <laughs> But no, it was, has it was America a ever won a World Cup? U.S. No, no. There's only seven countries that ha- ever have in the in the history of it. Brazil mm-hmm. has the most. They're um, like the Patriots of the World Cup. Yeah, and then Germany and France. Without the cheating. <clears throat> yeah, Brazil. I mean, Bra- you know, Brazil. I watched them play yesterday, and they. I mean, they 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 smoked their group. That's I mean, a like big, eight that's a stands, like. It like soccer in Brazil is like a national. Is, is doping a thing in soccer? No, not. I mean, not that I. Like even like of. overseas, they probably allow it overseas. They're probably no, just like fuck I, it. No, the, the in soccer, I really haven't heard any you know anything like that. I know in so- I, I know there's been some very questionable because they just adopted. It's called the VAR. I think it's I think it's uh, like virtual assistant assistant reply. I don't know. We play Jesse. I'm sure knows it. And but. It's basically, you know, replay, and there's been very questionable goal sticking off the scoreboard for, you know, so there's been some drama with with the World Cup overall, and they're not like insane, but but this was this is the yesterday and today is when they start getting teams get eliminated, but not the boys of USA. They got they they scraped by by a goal. They were able well, to I feel like th- it's not true soccer without some like form of drama. You know? No, I mean, it, I mean, the game was one nothing. There were several, I mean, several instances where Iran could have tied it, and if the game would have ended in a tie, Iran actually would have advanced to the next round, and we would have been eliminated. Um, so it was one of those games that America, like, you know, it's America's like a typical Philadelphia team. They had like 
10 times the amount of scoring opportunities but only had one goal. Like they had two or three other times and they should have had easy put-ins and they just beefed it because they went for like the perfect – it's just like – it's like watching a Philadelphia team play. It's like insanity. They're one nothing, and so it's like you can't shit on them. It's like <laughs> it should be 3 nothing right now. We should be like e- easily winning this game, having fun. So like, like they beat themselves every time. They, well, and the thing with this team is, is I think there's nobody starting over the age of 25, I believe. So, which is in soccer. Oh, that's, like, that's good. I think I would, I need fact check. I, I could be way wrong. Hey, our team could be 30, but I thought I heard that this is like one of the youngest teams in the world cup. Um, so I, you know, and, and you know, I think playing in guitar is, is probably not the easiest thing as well. Is it guitar or cutter? It, cutter. I call it guitar. I, I say guitar, but it could be Someone cutter. told me that it used to be guitar and now it's cutter. It's very, I, I mean, I, the only thing I saw, I saw an article today that cutter and, or guitar, however you want to, and I ran <laughs> that, that place like, where that place where the tournament is. Yeah. That they've been really limited with the media on letting them show what certain things, because, you know, oh, I don't sure. think it's the greatest country, but then today ESPN numerous times going into gut was because uh, Iran was playing and numerous times going into the crowd showing the women wearing the facial things still, I forget what they're called. And I think that's yeah. like the hajib, not, not shots fired, but I think that's kind of showing cause like, like, cause the announcer would get quiet when they would do that sometimes. And that could be coincidence. I'm not trying to spark controversy with our, you know, with our listeners. Yeah, but you know, I, I think, you know, I think with ESPN being part of Disney and that whole thing, I think that was uh, maybe statements being made showing that what you know this is how some people are treated. So you know that's what's crazy. Like soccer is probably the most political sport in the world still, just because it's the most popular. Just well, it's the biggest sport, yeah. Yeah, no, just because the size of it and just I mean overseas. But it's yeah, it's crazy how like if Iran would have beat America, like not that that would have changed like you know would anything crazily, but. Just like this was also like a big, big game that kind of kicked them out of the tournament because I was reading too that one of the players that should have been on the Iranian team but uh, got cut because um, he's like a certain kind of Iran, like Kurdish, which is like a minority of Iranians in the Middle East. And he he he, he got like tortured and shit by like police, and it's it just it's just insanity. So. I think that country needs to not be in, in the spotlight right now. Like it, they're doing some shady shit, but anyway, yeah, it's back, back to poor timing. <laughs> poor timing. Now it is, but well, here's fun. Fa- here's fun fact for you. Since we we just recognized uh, football as um, global football, not American football, as the most popular sport in the world, can you can you name the next most popular sport in the world? Number Nas- two, NASCAR. Um, you're close. Cycling? Nope. I would just. Well, my I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to say that, but oh, I was F1. Gonna... Nope. According to most of the internets here that I've researched, it's cricket. Really? Number two. I was going to say baseball. Sport. But I mean, they play that in all throughout Europe and all. And you know why it probably is because it's huge in India, Pakistan, like that's. That's their NFL. Like that's their baseball doesn't even baseball sniffs the top ten. That comes in at number ten. No, because because I guess because cricket basketball is basketball number nine, followed by 
table tennis at number eight. I mean, that's huge in Asia. I mean, enormous. Where's where's pickleball? Um, Volleyball, seven. Boxing, six. Disc golf. Tennis, five. Number two, John. That's number two. Yeah, yeah, two and uh, two, two, two and a quarter. Two through four. Just golf, <laughs> Gins golf. Actually, ice hockey at three. That's that pretty big in Russia. It's, it's Russia pretty, pretty globally uh, loved. Uh, you yeah. got rugby at eleven, golf at twelve. But that's kind of see. That's the one that kind of I thought golf would have been at least like in the top ten. Well, maybe now with um, live golf going a little mm. bit global, that might yeah maybe move maybe. the needle a bit. Anywho, let's get to our agenda. We've got we're going to be talking the biggest surprises and biggest disappointments of the NFL so far. We're we're what just over the the middle of midpoint of the season, right? We're on the downhill slope, I would yep. say. A little bit. Past so half. I mean, I think it's a it's a good time to weigh in and 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 hear what you know what you guys think so far of the season. What's standing out? What's what's the shining stars? And what are the um, shit stains so far? <laughs> Lack of better term. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, it doesn't have to be bird centric. I mean, for, you know, if, if you want to pick, you know, what surprises you and disappoints you solely on the on the birds, go ahead. But like open, I, I, I'm opening up. I would like to hear, you know, just league wide, you know, um, Bill. Oh, no, John. No, Bill. Bill, go. Bill. I, I guess, um, well, not to be a... You uh, can start with either one. You can I, do I, surprise or disappointment. I think surprise is, it's simple. I think, I have to say, the Eagles being 10-1. and one, I mean, it's, I mean, that's a pretty impressive schedule. I mean, the NFL, it's, it's, it's tough to get a win, and I still only lose once. It's in 11 games with a second, you know, this is Jalen's second year as a starter. Mm-hmm. I mean, and usually sophomore year, you're kind of running some hurdles. Teams, teams kind of get a book on you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I think that's, I think that's my surprise. And what's the other half of the question? I'll be quick. And what disappoints you? Like what's the points? Yeah. Uh, like, like instantly when you, like the first thing that comes to your mind, you know, I think the first thing that comes to my mind disappointing is, is the, the Buccaneers. I, I, I wanted to, you know, it, it, I was hoping kind of, I was hoping kind of t- to see Todd Bowles take the reins and, have that team be a juggernaut um, and maybe kind of line it up. And we still might run into them in the playoffs because they're probably yep. going to win that division. But, you know, um, as much as I don't root for Brady, I respect him and the fact that he came back. I'm not, I'm not saying it's his fault, but I guess I, I, I thought with the weapons they have and they'd be a little more tuned in. So that's definitely one of the uh, the disappointments is, you know, I appreciate I appreciate greatness and uh, I thought they they'd be great and, but there's still a lot of football left, so we'll see how they turn it around. He said, "Nice." I. It's funny, Bill, that you mentioned biggest surprise, and you went to the Eagles because the the first thing I thought was I got to take my Eagles hat off, and I guess I really shouldn't because I agree with you 100. percent Yeah. Now, now that you say it, that like really the biggest surprise is the Eagles. But my biggest surprise was that quote unquote the goats have gone out the pasture with Tom Brady yeah. and Aaron Rodgers, basically just shit in the bed. Now I'm Brady's got a, you know, 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, but I mean, their division's terrible. They're five and six, but I mean, he essentially, um, the team is only going to go as far as he plays, I think. Um, and for the first half of the season, he hasn't been playing that spectacular. 
Um, Aaron Rodgers, as we know, we just watched the Eagles game and and he looks cooked. Um, he, he, I do think he's, he looks cooked, but at the same token, when he's in the game, you're always kind of a little bit afraid of Aaron Rodgers because he is, he does come with a track record of, yeah. of being a, a great player. Yeah. So that's my biggest surprise. And my biggest disappointment um, is Russell Wilson, because I thought that Russell Wilson getting a fresh start in a new, in a new city, signing that five year, $240 million contract, you know, now that they're three and eight, um, it doesn't look good for that team. Um, also not in a great, also in a tough conference, which doesn't help. Um, so that, and the fact that they gave up so many players and picks for him mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like it's panning out too well. And then recently, I think it was just this week, you know, the, the sideline stuff where like player players are like screaming at him and yelling at him. Yeah. That's something you'd they're really checked never check out on him. Yeah. You really never see that from a Seattle sideline, you know, just, you know, the Legion of boom kind of took care of their business and the offense on, in Seattle sort of handled their business as well. And he was the, you know, he was the king of that offense. And right now I it just kind of like, they're so, such in shambles. I don't, you know, everyone's sort of like, I think you did. You said, man, the locker room's kind of falling apart, and yeah. that's yep. that's what I got. I just picture when you said that, John, about Russell getting yelled at on the sideline. I just picture that happening a lot, probably more in Seattle than we realized. And Russell just hides behind Pete like a dad, like, "No, they're picking on me." <laughs> that might <laughs> like, be. He like, runs to Pete like Richard. Leave him alone. That might be the genius of Pete. P. Carroll, though, like, you know, like him able to manage personalities and stuff. I don't know. But no, um, P. Carroll's like the ultimate, like, truthfully, honestly, like, that would be like the best case scenario for Nick, for like a Nick Sirianni. It's like, listen, the play call in, the X's and O's kind of left aren't your bag, baby. But as a motivator, like Mike Tomlin, P. Carroll, yep. Yep. know the pulse of your team, know when to ride your defense, like, know what to do. That's where I'm seeing Nick Sirianni blossom, and I and and I like to see you know hopefully that continues, you know it could be that can be added to the puzzle surprise. Yeah, that this guy's, you know, gets shit on every. I mean, you know, they used to shit on him a little bit on a little bit of Pat McAfee show because they know him from Indy and they're pretty plugged into that franchise. But I thought they kind of were mocking him more, but they actually kind of weren't. It's just they're, you know they're just kind of breaking his balls because they're you know buddies and, and and they know him and shit. But you know, I it's. Uh, it's funny to see how, you know, you know, Nick just keeps his mouth shut and puts on his T-shirts. Got to love the T-shirts. He's winning me over with these goddamn T-shirts. <laughs> but well, yeah, that's what uh, winning he, does. You know, you remember know, when he, we weren't winning yet, or like, you know, it was like those T-shirts annoyed the shit out of you. Well, and this is fucking like, Iris. Great, another fucking Iris shirt. Great. Here we go. Yeah, Here great, we go. Great. Yeah, <laughs> great. I, I loved when they showed the video of him holding the uh, the the beat Dallas shirt in his in this year's. Um, discussion with the team. He's like, this was stupid. I should have never wore this. No, <laughs> like, and he has, he has like, and, and I like him because he's so like South Philly, South Jersey, like super nice guy. If you're like cool with him, but the second, like you kind of think you're, he, he thinks you're a D bag. It's like, I'll fucking stab you in the throat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like he just has that. Like once I, once I think we're not cool and we're not going to be cool. Like, <laughs> All right, I'll now. murder your I'll murder your whole family. Yeah, it basically, yeah. I mean, that's what it like. Cause he's like smiling. You know, just Jackie Moon, you. Yeah, I didn't see what happened, but you know, people said he was getting chirpy. And I think some of the Colts fans that were chirping at him the game, 
think yeah, I guess he after the game he got on the bench and but it's like all he right, did. He he did. That, well, that was an emotional game for him. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, you he, know, is it one of his main mentors? You know, the main mentor just lost his job. And, yeah. Do you think yeah. you ever think that? Here's a question. Well, I guess you never know. Uh, you know, do you ever think we he would bring him on on board to his staff, or, or would that be too? You know, would you not do that? Maybe like as a, an advisor or something. Like, like, I don't like, know. Well, like as a no coordinator, like if Shane Sexton leaves or something, or we, or we, you know, whatever. Maybe, maybe. I, yeah. I like, like that's kind of thing that I feel like a championship team and a guy like Sirianni is confident in his abilities. That's like I can handle that. I'm not going to feel threatened to have a guy. You know, if it makes sense, yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At some point, because that's what I feel like this team needs. Like we need some like, and and and, and I'm not blaming Gannon or Sheckton necessarily. It's a little different topic. But like, I feel like this team could use some like Jimmy Johnson as kind of coaches, the Frank Reich maybe running the offense and stuff just mm-hmm. to really help make Jalen take Jalen. But again, you know, when you're ten and one, it's tough to, to 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 pick apart coaching and how they do it because we're winning football games. But the reality is too, if we go fourteen and three, make a deep run in the playoffs, we're probably going to lose Gannon or Shechtin to another team potentially. So, right, I guess, uh, success is a two way street. Well, John, I got you. I'm right with you with my disappointment is Russell Wilson. I mean, it was glaring. All the hype going to Denver, that big contract. Um, and they're just they're they're sitting now at three and eight with a QB rating of thirty two point two, thirtieth in the league. And with that monster contract, I mean, I mean it just it's a no brainer. Huge disappointment. Um, and for my surprise, I've ke- I kept it in the in the QB realm. And it was also, and it was, I had to go with the guy who's now leading Russell's former team, Geno Smith. Um, I think you know him with his fourth team, only making well, on a one-year three-point-five million contract, <laughs> million-dollar <laughs> contract, with a QB rating of sixty-four point two. You know that's that's fifth in the fifth best in the league. I mean, Gino's balling, and he's got those. You know, a, a Seahawks team that everyone just pretty much you know threw to the wayside. You know, once Russell Wilson left, they were like, "Well, they're totally rebuilding." I mean, they're right in the hunt. They're six and five. No, so, I, I mean, and he was competing. Team. He was competing. Yeah. Drew Locke. Yeah. No, and yeah, I mean, and and they're not like winning because of their defense. Like Gino's, Gino's making putting up numbers. Like he's chucking the ball. But that, I think that's what I'm saying. Like what we're seeing, it's like even with like our Jalen. Oh, Jen, well, not Gino, Jalen the same duh. But like you just see the confidence having AJ Brown out there, and mm-hmm. it's just you know even though you know like you just see it that like. He just knows that the best cornerback is going to be over there. So even if I don't look over there, you know, like like that throw to Quez was just like, I don't think last year Jalen makes that throw to Quez like he did. Like I don't think he has either the confidence or uh, just the ability to. But that was like that was like an Aaron Rodgers throw. Mm-hmm. Like that was literally just wasn't open. Trust he's going to get open and just put the fucking ball there. And if he if he catches it, great. If not, well. He, and that's I think well, he put Jaylen it where had. it needed to go. That's the and thing. that's I think Jalen still his biggest weakness is I think he waits somebody to be like wide open tries to chuck it. It's like dude, you got to throw it to the spot. Like I mean, situationally, don't mean if it's first and ten, don't be a dummy. But like 
I, I think that's what the good ones do. It's like, all right, yeah, I got AJ Brown, I got Devontae Smith. They're going to be there. I'm going to trust that they're going to be there. And so it's, I think as he does that, and he's still so young. That's the thing that's so crazy. It's like you're, you're talking about it on one of these shows that, like back in the day, quarterbacks got three full years to be like, all right, is he a guy, the guy, or like no guy? Like, mm-hmm. and now it's like you have like three weeks. <laughs> it's like I mean. You know, and I mean, but I think there's multiple factors. It's like if you can't, if you get hurt a lot, I think that gets old pretty quick. Um, and and I think just the reality is, it's you know, a lot of it's. I think if you're like a likable guy, like I feel like, you know, with a guy like Jalen, you know, he's so you know, and 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 you know, you know, maybe like a Heineke, even he gives me that vibe. Like if you're a good dude and you you put the work in, like guys are going to root for you. But when you're like a Zach Wilson, a Carson Wentz, it's like a kind of hate the faith kind of guy. It's like well, Jalen Hurts has been – he fits the Philadelphia narrative. Um, he's just been – he's been an underdog his entire way up. I mean, mm-hmm. and it's just – it's easy for the city to get behind someone like that. And, you know, he comes in with the work ethic that we we all relate to, um, win or lose. Now, there's a question. Would we still appreciate Jalen Hurts' leadership and work ethic if we were, say – you know, I don't know, five and five and four. That's a you great know? question. I mean, you, you, or, you think about that or, or six and four, you know, like we, we, how many games do we play? 11, seven and four, uh, whatever. 11, yeah. whatever. You're whatever. 11. Yeah. yeah. I think it's a My matter. I mean, yeah, great. I hear just, I hear the question. I think it's a fair one. I think it's on how, you know, how do we lose those four games? Maybe like, you know, in those four games was Jalen 10 for 10 for 25, 88 yards and three interceptions. Again, not all one player's fault. Like, like does that think about the game it. Like, like the past three years he's been here, we were very unsure about him, but we knew there was something about him we liked, and mm-hmm. we were we were behind him, even though we weren't sure about him. You know, like we, well, we were still like, like I mean, man, there's something year, about we this kid we them. like, and we want to see him get over the hump and and be the guy. Like, why was that? And I think it's just because of that that underdog mentality, that work ethic, that you know, and the way he carries himself, you know, you see him in the post game interviews and it's just everything kind of just fits, you know, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, John, you're probably going to you're probably going to cringe, but like it's like what Bryce Harper's done for the Phillies. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's he just kind of gets it. He gets the city like I know you disagree but we're like Allen Iverson, okay? Like same thing. Like you know, I'm not in the fan. I'm not in the fan club. You know, I know, I, I know. Tried, but like, I can't argue with you that like the guy didn't get the fan base for the most part. You know, I, I think with Jalen right now, when you talk about the last three years, and it's really two years, um, the biggest and 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 I was a little blind to this because I am a homer, but talent around him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think helps him tremendously. Oh, absolutely. Um, but it's what you what you do with that talent because we've yeah. all seen stacked teams come through this the city and sure. and completely blow it. You know, when you're when, if you to flip the script like you said, and you're six and five right now, and you're throwing to maybe JJ Ortega Whiteside, Rager, um, and Devonte Smith, and you're losing games because you're. You know, those guys are making catches or, you know, your offensive line. Like, 
when you step back and look at this team, we always talk about the offensive defensive lines, right? Those are the keys to really having a good football team. We have one of the best offensive lines, if not the best offensive line of football. We would agree with that, right? Our defensive line, when you preseason, you were kind of like, eh, okay, Fletcher mm-hmm. Cox, like that guy's over the hill. And then you make the 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 um, draft pick with Jordan Davis. He starts to come into his own. Then when he gets hurt and you see how much of a hole that was when he goes down and you go out and get Sue and you get Linval yeah. Joseph and you start to say, okay, in one or two games, you, you, you with talent fixed a lot of that. And I think with Jalen, um, it's, it shouldn't be taken away from him that he definitely took bigger steps in his career, getting better in the pocket, like Bill said, being more accurate and also not forgetting like, McNabb sort of did, I think, in his later middle later of his career, when coaches were kind of like, we we don't want you to run as much. Jalen is 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 very successful when he uses his legs, mm-hmm. whether we like it or not. Um, he can extend plays. We saw that this week with Green Bay. We've seen it a few times prior on um, the last couple games, even when it was a little bit of a shaky game. Um, when he's not using his legs, we're not as good of a team. It's yeah. just an extra flavor that defenses have to keep an eye on. And, you know, I, I, I've always been a homer for Jalen. I've always sort of liked, there was something about him. I always liked, and I don't know if it was because I just didn't like Carson Wentz or, and I was looking for that shiny new penny, but there's just something about him that I kind of liked the idea that the way he went through his college career and he was a second round pick and he's got to work for that contract now. Like, I love watching a guy try to go. We just talked about it. Go earn his chicken, you know. Mm-hmm. And and he's certainly the, the the check is getting bigger and bigger every game that he keeps winning. And 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 yeah, I, I'm all for it. I love it. My final question related to Jalen Hurts, and I think Bill, you brought it up when we were still in the green room, and it's relating to this whole thread, the common thread that we're having this conversation with disappointments with performance of quarterbacks. One Russell Wilson. And, you know, getting the big check. And then you see Geno Smith, how he's playing and surprising the league, making like basically league minimum. Mm-hmm. Like what what is the big payday going to do for Jalen? Like when does it happen? How much do you think it needs to be? And will it will it hurt or hinder his mindset? Because we've seen it and not just the NFL. We've seen it in the NBA, MLB, you know. All, all across, you know, the sport, sports world, when they get that chicken and that big, that big check, it can, it changes things. I would be really surprised. Just he, Jalen seems like he's so stoic and he doesn't get too high or too low. Like he said, I would be really surprised if all of a sudden he, you know, turns into neon, neon Dion primetime. I'd be really mm-hmm. surprised. Um, that being said, <laughs> I've been surprised before. I just, the, the contract to answer your question, Matt, it's coming soon. It's coming soon because mm-hmm. he's playing out of his mind and he, he deserves it. And the organization isn't blind to that. And they're not going to go into next year without giving him something, whether it be a short-term deal or a long-term deal. I think they'd be dumb not to give him a long-term deal. We, we can see how, I think someone talked about it um, maybe on the telecast um, in Green Bay, I'm sorry, when we were playing Green Bay, talking about how the new quarterback 
um, what is the new prototypical quarterback? And it's, yeah, it's of course pocket presence, being able to be accurate, but this new mobility, being able to be, have legs like Patrick Mahomes, you know, being able to use your legs like Lamar, uh, be quick and speedy like Kyler Murray, like he is that total package. And even if he can get a little bit more accurate, which I think he has this season, mm-hmm. and maybe stay in the pocket a little bit more if he can, I think he's the ceiling. What does Michael Jordan say? The ceiling is the roof. Like, <laughs> like that. That's what it is for him. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady, but we could we could have a McNabb type quarterback, and I don't say that lightly. Mm-hmm. McNabb, how successful he was, and just being able to keep talent around him, people are going to want to play with him. Um, but I do, I do really um, get weary of that big contract because when Patrick Mahomes got it, the first thing I said was the Chiefs are cooked, and I mean they're calling my bluff now. They don't look cooked, but you see Tyreek Hill leave, Travis Kelsey gets a little bit of a contract, and then what? You basically have to go out there and get the highest, the best receivers, and sort of maybe overpay them a little bit, a little bit of money just to kind of resupply the troops you know what i mean and we'll see uh, how he's cap friendly and can do things but i think they give him the contract i think the sky's the limit for jalen and i'm a homer so what else did you expect from me <laughs> you heard it here first but number one takeaway of forfeit episode 114 john is a homer Bama <laughs> bombs Bama bombs all around um fast and heavy the next the next topic I think we all want to touch on, uh, for better or for worse, are rules in sports. All right? Whether we make them, break them, love them, hate them, we, we got to have rules in sports, right? They, they make up the, the – they're the foundational ingredients that kind of keeps the sport honest mm-hmm. most of the time. <laughs> um, or, you know, or, or, or all the time, depending on how you look at it. Um, but you know, there's always rules that drive you crazy or there's always rules that, you know, you wish they'd get rid of. There's always, you know, sports are always evolving. And with that, you know, there's, there's always like those, those, those hanger honors, you know what I mean? Like things that like, it, it, it's basically almost stunting the growth of of a certain sport at times. And you just wish, God, if they could just like get rid of this rule or change how they, they, they see this, this, this play, how they call something or something, um, or, or if they implement a piece of technology or take away a piece of technology, it would ultimately, you know, make things better or, or more efficient, um, or more, um, attractive to pull up, you know, and I, 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 it's like the one thing with baseball, it's like, if it could only move faster and then there's people that are like, no, they need to like retract some of these things that they've done to make it like more like the old, the old, the old ways of baseball. So, you know, I, I just, I'm interested to hear if you had one rule to change in any sport, you know, what would it be? Why? Um, Mr. Mathers, I'll go. I'll go first. Um, listen, so it was funny when thinking about this. I'm like, I like the rules in basketball. I like the rules in football. Mm-hmm. I like the rules in baseball. But you only, like that there are rules or you like the rules? I like the rules. There's no rules in those three sports 
that I would really, you know, stand my feet and want to change. That being said, I thought to myself, well, what, why are the reasons why I don't watch hockey and soccer and a few other sports, right? For me, it's, it's simple. For hockey, you either – you do two things. You make the net bigger and you get rid of offsides, icing, okay? You just do that. Those are the two rules I would change, and I would be all in on hockey. More mm-hmm. goals. You know, everyone wants more home runs, more three-pointers three scored, more touchdowns. I want more goals in hockey. People don't want to watch a game that's 1-0. That's not enjoyable, <laughs> right? It's the same thing with soccer, right? Except for soccer, mm-hmm. I wish Jesse was on to, to argue or to agree with me on this point. I think soccer pitches, pitches, soccer pitches, should be much smaller and they need to get rid of stoppage time. And they also need to, my, my, uh, my love would be to, and I think I mentioned this guy, this to you guys before in soccer, they should start like rather than overtime or stoppage time, what they should do is make the goal larger, like just push it out like every two minutes and make it like super wide, like ridiculously wide. <laughs> or like someone might have to come in and there might have to be two goalies. It gets that wide. I think that would be great for the sport. Those are my, those are my thoughts. So you're proposing, so the two rules that you're proposing to add yeah. to, to, these, to these sports is um, an expanding goal. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's kind of like a fluid goal. Uh-oh. Of, Uh-oh. Perfect timing, just in time. Oh, uh, just in timing. He's got J Lo on, just in time. As we are discussing this, John, I'll let you explain oh. it. All right, Jesse, I gotta go. I gotta rewind my two my rule changes. Jesse, okay? just say no. <laughs> so I, I said I love the rules. I, I don't mind the rules in baseball, basketball, football. I was like the two rules in the two sports that I don't watch very much. For hockey, okay, get rid of icing and make the goals bigger, okay, because no one likes like a 1-0 hockey game, 2-0 hockey game, right? No one likes that. Bigger goals, more goals scored, more cherry picking, dump the puck in as much as you want, screw the line changes, who cares, total mayhem on the ice. Number two. Guys would just collapse. Soccer. They would just. Okay. All right, go ahead. Soccer. Fields are too big, right? Shrink the field size. Shrink the field size big time. Get rid of stoppage time. Terrible idea. Bill, there's more rules coming out now. What? There's more rules coming out So, So. Wait, wait. And then rather than like when you fall down and you get six minutes because you have like a blister on your ankle, they what they do is they just take the goalpost and they just – they make extensions and they just push it out wider like every minute to the point where it's super wide and you might need two or three guys to come and like play goalie with with your goalie just to just to prevent fucking like 16 to 16 to 20 goals being scored. Fucking excellent. I should be the next MLS commissioner. Like Head so, of FIFA. Here we go. <laughs> like to, quote, to quote the great Charles Barkley. No one would watch basketball if you, if they if they scored like you walk away for fifteen minutes and you come back and the score is still one nothing. <laughs> like there's not you, you don't think there's enough scoring in soccer and your idea is to make the field smaller. Yeah, you shrink the field. They don't have to kick the ball like four four counties over. You yeah, shrink but, it, and you make that you make that uh, goal goal post 
you you have it like incrementally come out. Brilliant. If you Shark made the field, if you made the field smaller, the game would be even more like helter skelter, and there'd be even less offense and less. Because the guys would be able to cl- – they're such good athletes. They'd be able to close down every passing lane. You'd have to start taking players off too. That's and perfect. That, we could take some players off the field. Perfect. Love well, your you idea. This game called futsal. I'm sorry? There's a game called futsal. Bless it, you. It's like um, – it, it's basically a miniaturized version of like box soccer. So it's like four on four, five on five. It's it's insane. They played in the cities because, you know, there's most of the time there's no like soccer pitches and like the shit these dudes do like with the ball is is ridiculous. But. um, Yeah, it's. That's what you'd end up having to do. You'd have to start taking players off, too, if you need the field smaller. I love it. I'm a man of compromise. Get rid of some players. I would, I would, I would do a hybrid approach of like what you just said with hockey and soccer. My one big rule change in hockey would be bring back fighting. I think these guys should be able to beat the hell out of each other, and it, it, people would watch. Ratings would go up. <laughs> it, it's like you take pepper a little bit of UFC back into it. <laughs> you know, I mean, these guys could have like pregame interviews where it's like WWF style. You got like a mean Gene Okerlund type of guy that's like interviewing the captains before the game. It would be great. It would, it would, it would, there would be like a whole new element to, to hockey brought back. Like it's, it's sort of like, like I said, with baseball, some people want to remove some of the new rules and go back to the old way because they like, you know, the legacy baseball type of thing, not all this technology and all these like little like, rules that like are going to speed up the game for you know the the adhd you know america that that's out there now i it's just you know no disrespect to anyone with adhd but you get my point for Um, you you just remove the salary cap and the game is fixed that's all you have to do and then the same thing with soccer let these fucking bozos fight like I just let they them fight. Matt, they can't fight when they break a toenail. Well, then you know what? Like I don't know. Like give them an eighty-man roster. I don't know. I just oh, and what was the other one? You could also um, don't stop to to bring guys in and out. Like I don't know what they call it in soccer. Like uh, like line changes. Just just go in and out. Tag in and out. No no holding the fucking card up with your number. Just Jim. I'm get out also there. I'm so, also I'm with you on the field. I think the field needs to be smaller. Like, like not, not, not crazy smaller. Like yeah, I'm not, not talking a court, but yeah, no, no. But like, it's, well, like, it's just too, it's too big. It's just so, too big. So the, they look like they're out there in a fucking cattle field, like kicking a ball around. <laughs> Count, counterpoint. Every field is slightly a different size. Mm. There's a minimum and a maximum for the game to be legally played. The stadium, so the NYCFC plays in Yankee Stadium. Their field is below um, the minimum legal requirements for the game. It's still too big, though. So no, that's, that's like, my point. You watched if you watched um, the 
a game played in NYCFC and then you watched a game played anywhere else, the game is played completely different. Like, you know, most times like if a keeper kicks it from his own box, from his own 18 yard box, the ball's barely getting to the other, you know, getting like midway to the other side of the field. Yeah. There, if a keeper kicks it from their 18 yard box, if they really get a hold of it, they can practically kick it out of the fucking kick. They can basically kick it into the outfield. I like that. Into the seats. It's, but the game, because you have the same amount of players. You're right. You're right. The game is terrible. Taking taking out the players would then be the next step of that. Shrinking and taking out the players. But the problem then is, again, those guys are so athletic. If you make the field smaller, but you take take guys off, you've just made the same problem. Because it by scale, you know, if you scale the field down and the guys come out in the field, get smaller at the same time, they're still going to have the same amount of field, you know, percentage wise to play with. Mm-hmm. So you're still going to have the same, you're still going to have the same issues. Like not All right, ha- then, then keep the field the same size, but then maybe drop in a second goalie net. Okay. Or what, what did you call it, John? What's the oh, proper? Extend, extend the goal. Oh no. But like have your, have, have your, traditional goal like don't change the net like okay. the, the the two nets but then drop in like 20 yards or 25 yards before that that goal you drop in like two feet like lacrosse nets okay Ooh. and like you can that that would be like two points if you score there you know style. but they'd, they'd have goalie like they'd have, you know, or like one of the one of the guys, defensemen in that zone or whatever, would be responsible for, you know, um, they would be able to like block the any kicks that are put towards that that net. I, w- I would also like to maybe at halftime, as like to really mix it up, they they dig holes and then they cover it with sod, like fake sod. So you're just running, 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 you fall into it, you fall into like a ten foot ditch. Yeah. yeah. So. What about like in basketball? Why don't we get put like a five point line in? Dude, I'm all for, I mean, these guys are shooting from the logo now. Like, yeah. why not have like 200 point games? That didn't go the way I was expecting it. <laughs> you don't like a five point line? No, I figured you would have told me to shut the fuck up. No, well, re- no, just or remove the three point line and just add a five point line. That would be a good rule change. I'd be but, okay. The it you know it is interesting. Like the one thing that you said was like with line changes as opposed to permanent, you know, substitutions like you have in baseball. Like, yeah, that I'm just trying to go ahead. Sorry, that would be interesting because right now the only thing they have is. Like they've increased the amount of subs in certain leagues after COVID because they've realized that, oh, this isn't a bad idea having, you know, five substitutions as opposed to three. The other thing that they've talked about in the past is if you have a guy that gets a head injury while they're being evaluated for the head injury, right now your two your two choices are sub them out immediately or he comes out of the game temporarily and you play a man down until they finish the um, evaluation. If they're talking, you know, if you want to make things better and safer, you would, you could do temporary changes at that point for the player 
from a safety standpoint because it's getting to the point now that uh, some federations in certain countries are talking about outlawing um, use of head in soccer at yeah, certain yeah. ages. That's well, a good point. I mean, I think it's a valid point. I mean, I don't know if you guys have ever like touched a or had a had a like a soccer ball that's kicked that's like inflated to a um, like a regulation level, gotten kicked at you. Like where I'm at in the uh, at the Union Stadium, I'm on the front row, right behind the net. And in the 12 years I've been there, there's been a couple times that you know a ball skipped off the post or whatever, and it's it's hit me in the arm or hit me in the shoulder or whatever. And I'll tell you what, fucking shit hurt. I couldn't. You should be wearing goalie gloves, right, dude? I couldn't. I couldn't imagine trying to like head that ball. To it, it must scramble those dudes' brains. I do not understand how they they let like, you know, because they talk about concussions in in like you know pee wee football. I don't understand how they how they let like eight, nine, and ten year old kids like fucking heave their head into these like rock hard balls, trying to deflect shots and score goals. It's it's insane. So that's something I would do. I would, you know, maybe like concussion line changes or something. But well, I'm glad okay. someone gave a serious rule change because John and I basically want to make it like some like weird sport. No, I just I like listen. I would like, watch it. Soccer. I would I would watch it a lot. I would watch it more if it was more entertaining to watch. The problem with me is soccer is just not entertaining. Hockey, it's just not entertaining. Like you said, Matt. The biggest thing that people want to watch in hockey is what's the number one thing? Fighting. Today, tonight, the Rangers or the, the Flyers play the Islanders, and there was a fight, and everyone was, oh, my God, they were fighting. Oh, my God. It's like – It's goals and fights. Right. Like that's, so so not that I am a proponent of violence. It's not like I'm saying, like, oh, if you get hit by a batter in baseball, those two guys should hop in a ring in the outfield and box it out. But you have a point. Like, people watch it for that. What can you do to hockey to make it more physical? Maybe it's not, maybe it's not making it more fighting. Maybe it is getting more goals or ha- not having icing, like I said. So it's a more of a, a, a organized chaos, and it's it's a much more of an exciting experience rather than like soccer, where it's like ninety minutes or eighty minutes. How many fucking minutes you guys do? You fucking count backwards on a clock, military time. Whatever you do, and it's kind of like you just sit there, like waiting for something to happen. It's like eh. hockey. Put, hockey's hockey's biggest thing is they need to, and I, I don't understand. Well, they they their commissioner's an idiot, so there's that. Um, he's the worst commissioner in pro sports. But you, you look at when hockey was at its peak, right? Like when hockey was was ahead of the NBA by fucking light years and they like uh, from attendance and tv and everything and it was the late 90s early early 2000s they were beating the brakes off of basketball and why were they doing it because you had you had owners that were willing to spend money and you didn't have this archaic salary cap that's that's even worse than the one in the nba so right now in hockey, if you don't get a couple generational players in the draft, you are fucked for a decade. Mm-hmm. You are fucked. 
because the salary cap is so low, you can't you can't trade to to fill holes like legitimate holes in your roster. You you can't re, like properly rebuild your team if you've got a couple guys because of the salary cap implications. Look at the Flyers. Well, and, <laughs> yeah, and perfect example. Be, beyond that, the salary caps are so low now. You've got like mid level guys that are European players that are like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just I'll stay in I'll stay in Sweden or Finland or you know wherever, and I'll play Canada. over there. Yeah. That mm-hmm. that shit wasn't happening in the nineties. Every European player was playing in the NHL because it was the it you could make the most money, and it was the the best. It was the most competitive league, and I mean you could still say that it's probably the most competitive league, but now now that the cap is where it's at, if you don't have those generational players, there's it's the same in the NBA. Who's the general like Jesse? Who right now is like the top? three NHL players. I don't even think I could name them. Yeah. Like I'm so out of like, I'm, I used to love hockey. Like I had NHL center ice. I watched every, I would watch like two, three games and not like, I would just watch it, watch it, watch it. And like, does Ovechkin still play, but he's old, right? He's old as shit. Like Crosby still plays, but he's old as shit. Yeah. Like there's, there's, there is so much talent now in the league. But again, if you can't draft, if you don't draft, and at an elite level, there's no way to fix your team. To, See, to I, you look there's at not. it though, like the like I asked that question, and a guy who like knows pretty knows hockey, right? You can't tell me who the Michael Jordan right or the LeBron of hockey is right now. I think that's the problem, right? You got no guys that have like the star power, right? Well, that and, and where's what do you got? Where's where's the NHL on? It, it's on like fucking TNT and like TBS. Yeah. Like, <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? It's not even on the ticker on ESPN. It's on stars. Yeah, like it's it's on it's, it's on the sci-fi channel. <laughs> it's insane. But like, so I'm looking at the, the so I'm looking at the 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 standards. It's right? on USA. So, it you know for from the from a league perspective, right? It's not good for the league that the Rangers. The Flyers, the Red Wings, the Canadiens, the Blackhawks. Canadiens. How about like the Flames? Those teams are terrible. They're fucking terrible. Big markets, you're saying? Because yeah, so you're, you, the biggest traditional markets are your teams are terrible because they've all their players have aged out and they, and they haven't drafted well or they're trying to rebuild or whatever. In the 90s, if you had owners that were like, cool, we'll just spend some fucking money. I don't give a shit. You could cl- close that gap and and get back to where you wanted to be. It now it's you, you've got the same problem with the NBA. You've got these you've got these flyover country or fly, you know, flyover county teams that are never going to be good in the NBA. They will never be good. And it's because the way the cap is. Well, well they said we that certainly, about, like, know, we certainly know a way to get good in the NBA. We know a way. We we know one way to get good in the NBA. Draft guys that can't shoot. Just tank. Just <laughs> like, it's 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 not. Oh, sorry. It's not good. I mean, for, don't lose or don't win games for years upon end. <laughs> but it, it's like that's that's hockey's biggest problem. The cap's too low. You've got. The fucking games are on, like, yeah, like, but, but it, so let me ask you a question real quick and then we'll get on to the next topic. 
Uh, if they were to eliminate the salary cap, would that mean like the Flyers could just fly over to Russia and say, all right, we're taking you, fly over to Sweden, Poland, taking you, Czech, we're taking you, and well, just saying, here's a blank check. We want you over here. We want the best players in this country play, in the, play on our team. I mean, you would basically, you could set it up more like the salary structure that you've got in Major League Baseball. You've got, you have a pseudo minimum floor and then you've got, you know, a max. And then if you go over it, there's penalties. But in the 90s, it was like no holds barred, man. Like, but you, but you had got, you had Messier, Gretzky, Lindros. I mean, I'm going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to date myself with like Lemieux. uh, Lemieux, yeah. Uh, well, and you uh, had, like, Fedorov. You had... Fedorov. Thank you, Sergey Fedorov, yeah. Messier. Uh, Iserman. Yeah, but... Like, you had, you had, a, like, you had like, ten guys, and then and that's not including, like, hex, like goal, goalies, uh, Brodeur, Hextall, uh, 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 who was the fucking guy for the Avalanche for a long well, time. Well, there was Vernon, there was Osgood, there was Hashik. Osgood, Dominic uh, Hashik. Was, um, you, like, you had, you had, like, good... You had a, a, a large, expansive... I don't want to say superstar players, but big names. And like now, I guess you don't have big names to your point, Jesse, because you're on fucking USA. Like, look, I, here's the thing. This is how you gauge it. How many kids do you see walking around wearing like NHL jerseys? None. Very rarely. I mean, unless I mean, you're flyers, in like Buffalo, in New York Philly, or something. But, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, but in, in the 90s, you saw kids. Oh, my this God. Kind of flyered out, were, you know, were, like there were tons of orange. And yeah. You don't see it anymore. And that's what I mean. Like with now granted, you know, but again, the, the best markets for this, for that game, for this game, I, I truly love hockey. The best markets have owners that are willing to spend in the way the salary structure is right now. You fuck up a draft or two, you're buried. And yeah, you just let some of these teams die. Like you don't need a team in Florida. You don't need two teams in Florida. You don't need a team in Columbus. I'm sorry, you don't. You don't need it. Now, granted, like the Seattle team is playing well right now. You don't need a team in Seattle. You don't need all these teams in California. You just don't. Like, don't touch the Sharks. I love the Sharks. That, but that's fine. But like, you've got, you've got, you've got Los Angeles. You've got San Jose. You've got Anaheim. You don't need three teams in California. You, to, to hockey, in hockey's defense, I will say this. If you go physically go to a hockey game, it's awesome. Oh, it's a fucking riot. Like those dudes look like they're going a thousand miles an hour and they're huge. They're enormous. It, but it, it sucks. Like if they, if they increase the cap or whatever, it just did something. You would, you would have a better product on the ice. You'd have more talent in this country playing the game and you would probably be able to get a better TV contract, but you've got, you know, you've got the, the Ottawa's of the world and, uh, Columbus and uh, Arizona that aren't those owners aren't going to spend money. Another thing that chaps my ass, take all the fucking nets off of these fucking stadiums. Like if a fly ball comes to me and I'm sitting in right in the third baseline, I want to be able to catch it. I don't need a fucking net in my face. And if I get hit in the face by a batter or ball, it says it on the fucking ticket, bring a glove asshole, be aware of shit that's flying at you. I'm sick and tired of this society. We're like, oh my god, the the hockey puck's gonna hit me in the fucking face. Yeah, you're in like, a hockey game. Look around. Don't don't have your fucking hands deep into the fucking chickies and beets crab fries and watch the game. Be aware, John. Fuck that like shit. the Hate the that. the puck once it leaves the ice, you don't see it anymore. Like, oh fuck, good. 
good. But that's that's the problem. Like if you're watching the game, once the puck leaves the ice and you can't spot it on the boards, fine. Hit me in the fucking face, dude. I'll never forget. A little girl died. Yeah, baseball. There was like a um, a, a a very unfortunate series of events, fatal series of events that happened that were, you know, that in a short amount of time happened. You know, a little girl just like just died. You know, she got like hit in the face with a baseball. She got hit in the head, and it was where like was, a where, little where girl. Where it was a little girl. It wasn't like a girl like running up and down, like not paying attention. I mean, the parent, um, I think, from what I remember the story, like the parent was like holding the kid. They were trying to find their seats and this foul ball came screaming and basically killed her instantly. My mom got hit in the face at a Flyers game, busted her face wide open. She bled all over the place. Got a standing ovation, I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. That was perfect. It's great. Probably never (laughs) forgot about it. (laughs) Right. So like, she I get the puck. And she got the puck. Uh, no. So the puck hit her in the. She had just sat down. She bought us dinner. She just sat down with like a tray full of food. So you're she gets blasted in the, it. It um, it was a deflection off of Hextall's waffle board into the into the seats. Uh, hit her right Ron in the Hextall. face. It's all his fault. Uh, she him. bled all over all the food, all over herself. Oh God, that's not ketchup. I dove under the seats, and I was little. I was like seven or eight looking for the puck. It's, it's at the spectrum. I'm like on my belly chasing the puck under the seats. I get my hand on it. And some woman that was wearing uh, heels a couple rows down, Ooh. drove the heel, the ah. stiletto of the heel into my hand until I let go of the puck oh boy. and took and took the puck. That's and where Jesse learned the C word. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't get the puck. They did send my mom a uh, plaque with a Flyers puck on it, and it on the plaque it said the Unduck Puck Award. So sorry about your face. <laughs> sorry about oh your face. God. But yeah, Bill. like she, dude, she bled over like dinner for all for mm. me, my sister. What's your what's your fucking my mom? But like, so she gets annihilated by this puck. The ushers come down and grab her. She's gone, and now I'm holding this tray full of bloody food. My sister's next to me, just fucking crying, just inconsolable and i'm like freaking out don't know what's going on and like they didn't get us they just left two little children that just watched their mom bleed all over the place they're like these kids got food fuck them yeah spectrum spectrum was a was a wonderful place all the food was all the food was all the food was covered in blood like lots of blood bill what is your uh what's your rule change simple one mulligan on the front, one mulligan on the back of disc golf tournaments. Hey, yes. yes. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> oh, Everybody has a bad tee shot, goddammit. And he hit a tree, and it's, it, it, it can throw you off. You throw a seven, you get a, a crooked number, can end your tournament. I'm telling you, those crooked numbers. Let's get out. Let's, let's move they on. They fuck you, they fuck you, they fuck you. <laughs> All right, moving That's on. That's all changed since 97. Mo- moving on. Um, we, we all have our, 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 our vivid memories of sports memorabilia, you know, growing up, getting into sports, whether it's that first pair of Jordans or, you know, um, going to your first game or, um, getting, you know, getting an autograph. 
um, you know, growing up in the nineties, we, we were, um, the, the, the starter jackets and the, the champion jerseys were, were, were a big, a big thing, a big part of our culture growing up as sports fans. Um, and I think, you know, we all kind of remember that feeling of like, whether it's that, that starter jacket, that Jersey, that, that those, those pair of, you know, signature shoes that kind of like, you know, made you, you know, just light up. And I think it's memories that last forever. Um, and I think, you know, I think all of us here on the pod are, are big Jersey guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think a Jersey fit episode is definitely overdue. Um, is that on the dock? We got to add that. It's, 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 it's on my dock. It's right on my dock right, right up in here, right in the old There's dome. Um, but like with that being said, you know, focusing solely on jerseys, like what was the bit, what was the first Jersey that you guys got that left like a, you know, left a, an impression on you, whether it was like, you know, leaving the house, you know, getting, getting compliments on it or just feeling like you're on top of the world. Um, was it the first Jersey you got? Was it the, uh, a limited Jersey that you got? You know, I think we're all, I think we could all kind of relate to, to that, to that feeling. Mine was, I just, I have to always go back to the first Jersey I got, which was an early nineties champion Jersey. I still have it to this day. Don't ask me to try it on. It's not fitting. Well, I might be able to get it on, but not be able to get off. It's it's not going to be pretty. Um, (laughs) It was the, you know, the quintessential fire engine red Chicago bulls, Michael Jordan champion Jersey. Um, You know, it's one of those things where I put it on and I instantly thought I could jump higher, run faster. You know, it just made me, it made me cool, you know? Um, and I think that's the thing. It's like, there's a coolness to, to all this, this swag, you know? Um, and, but to this day, I, you know, I thumb through all my jerseys. I've got, I don't know how many, you know, uh, several, I would say. Um, and, you know, I, I still look at it at this, to this day and I'm just like, man, that is just such a sweet Jersey. <laughs> And I think it makes what it makes it even sweeter is we've seen the resurgence of the champion brand for whatever reason, it just kind of came roaring back. And the fact that it has that, that original, like stitched on, it's not even an embroidered, it's like a pat. It's one of those embroidered patch type C's that were like, it was a heat pressed on, Mm -hmm. you know, how they did it back in the nineties. So uh, that that's like, that, it's like that, Jesse's that, trying to find one right now. Yeah, I mean that one, and you know, shortly after I got that that Jordan jersey, I got another champion. It was it was the Barkley purple Barkley Phoenix Suns. Mm, great, great that jersey, was fire! Like great jersey. Um, I have it to this day. That one still fits me because my mom got it like four sizes too big for me. Well, I, it was probably the only one they said they had, you know, in like JC Penny or wherever she, you know, got the or Boscov, wherever they got like the closeout sale on them, uh, you know, in like 93 or whenever he got traded to the uh, to the Suns. And it was probably easy to get in the Philadelphia area because 
he got traded from to, to the Suns from the Sixers. So everyone was so fed up with him. They didn't they didn't want to sport Barkley swag. But <laughs> I mean, to this day, he's still one of my favorites ever. Um, him and MJ. So you know those 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 two jerseys, and they're still with me. Um, I'll I'll give them to somebody that I you know at some point when I when I kick the old bucket. Um, <laughs> I don't know. John, is it that Ben Narek jersey back there, or or is it the Mike Vick uh, Falcons jersey you have <laughs> met you? <laughs> no, my my first my first jersey that was like my pride possession was a I had two Seattle Mariners Ken Griffey Jr. jerseys. I had the I had the like cyan Mariners like uh, away jersey, and then there was like a two tone one with like whites was it white sleeves or blue sleeves with like a white front Mm -hmm. and it was like when i say it was like my first one like i had you know we had the you had the iron on ones like you're talking about the championship like this was my first with some like griffey like stitched right Mm -hmm. had all that fucking like it was like a good fucking like legit jersey that i was like my prized possession i don't have it anymore i wish i did um as far as basketball concerned I had like an eclectic amount of like different basketball jerseys. I had a, a Sean Kemp Supersonics jersey. Love that. Um, my Rodman one, as as you've seen me wear. Oh yeah, Still you have to tell things. that story. Still we'll go. Things. We'll go around. We'll go around, but then we got to circle back to John. There's a. We got to tell the the Rodman jersey story at the men's night. Um, Chris Webber. I think your nipples are still healing oh. that night. Yeah, just don't wear a don't wear a tight. 1990s <laughs> champion jersey playing real basketball. Not good. With when nothing you've had underneath. A, with nothing underneath. A lot of chafing. A lot of burning. <laughs> leads to leads to bad things. Oh, Lord. J-Lo. Can J-Lo hear us? Hey, crazy again? He's there. Me? Oh, there he is. Yeah, yeah. Jayla. Jesus Christ. No, I'm good. I mean, it's my connection ain't great, but okay. Now there was I'm a delay. Still... There was a delay. Uh, your jersey, your most prized possession. Yeah, jersey. my um, the I didn't have a lot of jerseys when I was little. It was I had a lot of like a lot of caps. Um, but the first like jersey jersey I had, uh, my dad took my sister and I to a game i think this the year um since it's bank park open so i was probably a senior in high school and he got me a um uh one of the pinstriped phil's jerseys there while we were he went out to like grab a hot dog or whatever and he came back with the with the jersey for me so you know that was uh you know, especially now with with losing my dad, like looking back at that jersey, you know that's definitely one that that means more now than it did before. So, do you still have it? Yeah, it's in my it's in, hanging up in my closet. Does it still fit? Sure, yeah. <laughs> what and, and what player? And what player is it? Uh, no player. No player. That's wow. kind of the best, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I only have one 
I have a ton of Phillies jerseys, but only one of them is a um, player, a real, real with the uh, the twill, with the twill stitching on the logo and everything. I have a uh, a Howard from his rookie year. I bought his I bought his jersey. Amanda got me his jersey. Speaking of the no name jersey or the custom jersey, I always thought we should get forfeit jerseys with the forfeit uh, on the back. Absolutely. Any uh, your favorite Philly team. Absolutely. You know? That's the, I think that's the only way. And every number because has four. Exactly. I mean, it, it, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And, and we can sell them on our e-commerce site. Yeah, check us out on Just, fucking Depop or Cargo. That's or it. eBay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bill, I'm, I'm really interested. I, I, th- I think I don't – Bill, I don't know you as well as Matt does. But I've heard inklings of these these New York Knicks jerseys. I'm I'm thinking it's maybe a Knicks jersey, but it's not even a question. The greatest fucking jersey in the history of jerseys is my Patrick Ewing jersey. <laughs> I'd wear it every day if I could right now. Probably should get a new one. Greatest fucking thing ever. Patrick Ewing. Oh my god. John, really? picture it. Early nineties. I go down to like, you know, South Jersey neighborhood. I ride my bike down to Bill's house. We're going to play some two-on-two with, you know, neighborhood brand. You know, I'm wearing the, the 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 red Jordan, and I turn the corner, and I see this this bozo with with a with a New York Knicks. Now, I'm a, I'm a big Patrick Ewing fan, okay? Loved, loved, respected his game. He's a legend. But back then... As a Sixers fan and a Bulls fan, heated rival. Yeah, but it, it's better. It's better than a John Starks jersey. Oh, I would have. I wish I could have got one of those. <laughs> that would be Just, hot. John Starks. I, I would actually love for an Anthony Mason jersey. Or I would rock. Anthony Mason, Charles Oakley. That, that entire was team nasty. was anyone on that team. Like that they, starting five. Just, just the entire team. Greg Anthony. Yep. Derek Harper, I, yep. lo- I loved, I loved everything about that team. Oh my God, that Charles Oakley team was so mm-hmm. good. Um, now I think, well, I think the biggest thing with that was that the Sixers were just beyond trash. Well, they yeah. weren't even a competitive team in the late in in the, in the early nineties to no. mid. And they went to that garbage star gradient star. Fucking design! I hated that. I mean, our best player, and it's not to no fault of his own, was Clarence Weatherspoon. Weatherspoon. Yeah, the spoon. And the, I mean, spoon. he was an admirable. I mean, he was pride of Wake Forest. He, I mean, he was admirable. He, you know, he. But it's like he at best is like the fourth or fifth best player on a good team, and he was our like guy. And it was just, it was just. I just remember watching game after game, and it's like 107, 88, 99, 82. It's like. Not even fucking competitive. Like it's no. insane. Like I'd be watching these games, and it's like, this is nuts. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it really, it really spurred me. And I, I love Jordan. I really did, but just bothered me how like everybody loved the Bulls, and it was just like, you know what, man, Knicks play fucking hard. Um, and I just, I and I, and I was a big biggie, and I was still to this day. It's 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 it's. it's a fraction of what it used to be, but I'm, I was always a big, big East basketball fan. And I just, I, I, I love Jordan. 
and then I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm at Ewing, and but it was like we got in the, in the early '90s was like Alonzo Mourning, mm-hmm. um, just after Tukemi Combo, Othello Harrington, and then shortly after was the AI years, um, which I mean he was at, at Georgetown. You saw what he could do, but you also saw what his downfall was because he was like so emotional, like feeding at a foul or had a bad foul. John Thompson would have to like he'd he'd have like almost be crying on the court like having meltdowns, and John Thompson kept him in check pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, that was uh, that kind of led me to Patrick Ewing and the Knicks, and and God talk about heartbreak year after year. I mean, it's I mean I should get a pass because it's like watching a Philly team just underperform year after year and break your heart. But, you still have it? Oh Ewing? fuck yeah! Okay, goddamn right it is. I mean, I mean, it's a half top now, but I mean, you know, I could wear it. I might need a little undershirt with it. It's okay. Right. We can raise it in the rafters. <laughs> now that that's with my Jordan really, jersey, that will never a, fit again. A close second would be my Penny Hardaway jersey. Now you, can always, jersey. you could frame it. You could frame it. I could frame it. I saw my I saw my Anthony Hardaway jersey for sure. Has it got the and stripes? I'm, no, it's all black and it has like the magic and the and like the eye and the magic is a star. At the end. The magic pinstripe was always like. Well, you I, know that's what? the one I wanted. That's the one I wanted. We'll we'll talk about your. Well, we do Jersey Fit. Well, that's gonna be a great episode. Hold on, I'm gonna go throw up real quick. I, I never Jersey Fit the song of my life. Because I I wanted to I wanted to sound off on the city jerseys this year, which I think are just Ugh. mediocre at best. Speaking of puke, I mean, just yeah. They're just, they don't do anything for me. Yeah. Um, Agreed. You know, but uh, yeah, Jersey fit. We'll, 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 we'll carve out an agenda. Uh, Love it. You know, the past, the present, the future, um, what we would like to see, you know, go, moving forward. Like what's the, what's the new, like the big evolution that could happen on jerseys. And if you guys, if you guys are all, if listeners are following us on Twitter, Tweet at us what you'd like to see. That's right. Jerseys. That's right. Let's get a poll. Let's get a poll up after this episode. What do we What do we want to do? Like, what, what was your yeah best? What best NBA jersey? Best or best jersey and sexiest jersey in sports? Oh my god! There you go. Yo, like a disc golf jersey. Or they something. should do in the NBA. Hyper colored jerseys. Uh, there it is. Oh, yes. As the dudes sweat throughout oh, the game, it I just it. starts to change. Jesse, you'd be a huge fan of that. It looked like it would look like tie dye, like happening like throughout the entire game. Jesse was probably a huge Lithuania, uh, Grateful Dead, Grateful Dead jersey Olympic guy. fan. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Probably did we hear all the topics on the agenda. We did. We did. Holy shitballs. Um. Check us out on okay. speaking of Twitter and please, the social media interwebs. We love them, right? Check us out, okay? At Forfeit Pod, please, for the love of God, Elon Musk, give us, give us a give, hey, give, give, give us a give follow, us, give, Elon. Give us the blue check, Elon. Come on, Just blue give check. us the blue check, right? Big fan, big fan of your stuff, of your work. You you can afford one. <laughs> Come on, just check us out. All right, hit us up, forfeitpod at gmail. All right, well, make sure you're misspelling our name because our name is misspelled, misspelled right? Yeah. Fuck it up. F O U R. 
F O U R F E I T pod. Okay? Get it right. Get it right, get it tight. All right? All right. You guys want one trivia question and then we're out? One trivia question. All right. The Chicago Bears were originally named the Chicago Beefs. Fact (laughs) or fiction? True. False. I don't think J-Lo can hear us anymore. Or he's thinking about it. He's thinking about it. I think, yeah, I think he's frozen again. Is that yeah. frozen? I, I'm hearing like every tenth word. Uh, okay. Uh, it's actually false. It's a, it's, a, it's a false statement. Two for two, John. Two for two. Mike Evans and Beef. Oh, give me one more, Matt. Give me one more. All right, one John, more. One more. One more. Let's go. Okay, here we go. In what year... NFL moved the goalpost to the back of the end zone. Ah, oh, easy. 74. Wait, what's the question? In what year did the NFL move the goalpost to the oh, back shit. of the end zone? I don't know. Uh, I'll let John go. 74. Is that your final answer? I think it's 73, but I'll go with 74. 74, final answer. 74. John's one for nine, finally. And I'm sure Matt didn't answer the question, so I texted him on one of the on our winner. Scout's honor. 7-4, John. Okay. That was a brilliant guess. I should go buy a Yeah, you probably do. Now, that's something that that's totally like a John answer would know because, you know, like one of the videos you watch, it's like, oh, okay. No, it's a good one. That is good. Okay, all right, all right, hold on, hold I'm on, hold on. So you guys are both you guys are both tied one one to one. Okay, here's oh, the okay. third right. answer. For Here we go. All right. Okay, I got I got to get a good one now. Hold on. Okay, who is the only quarterback to place to play Super Bowls with four different head coaches? The only quarterback. Uh, play. A lot of quarterback talk tonight. A lot of quarterback talk. So only quarterback to play with four. Who is the only quarterback? Maybe somebody like Van Brocklin for four different head coaches. Say, repeat it one more time. I'm sorry. Who is the only quarterback in NFL history? Okay. To play Super Bowls. Okay. So this person's been to multiple, right? Okay. Four different head coaches. Give me a second. Hold on. I got to think about this. I'm going to say like Van Brocklin. Uh, here's the question. Can we, can we narrow it down? And John, we got to agree that we're okay. Were we alive when this guy played? No, Absolute, we don't. Absolutely. I don't agree with that, but I'll, I'll, I'm ready to guess. I right, say it. your guess, John, and I'll tell you if it was mine, but you go first. Kate Manning. Okay. Hold on. Let me think. Good. That, that's a good answer, John. That's probably, I think that's the right answer. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, I, I mean, you, I, could, you could answer the same answer. You have the same answer. I know. I, <laughs> only one. Uh, I'm going to say Kurt Warner. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. Ah, that was a good one. Like he had Jim Caldwell. <laughs> he, had, he had Caldwell. Yep. He had 
John Fox. Because he had because he had two in Indy and Long two team. in Denver. Yep. Because that's what it was. Because he yep. had two coaches in each. I thought Kurt Warner because I know he's went to three, with two with the Rams. But I, I didn't know if he. I knew he went one with Arizona. And he, um, and he played for the Giants too. Remember for a little. That's bit. what I thought. I was like, was he on that yeah. team as a backup? So that's why. But I was like, I don't know if you played in all four games though too. So. I was just trying to change. I was trying to be for the fan, but John won because he got it. I thought about Peyton, but I was like, Warner's a good one though, Bill. I thought about it because I just because the Rams, because Ramil retired, and then they had a new coach, Mike March, year two. Yes. And then he had Mike, and then he had the coach, whoever he had in Arizona, Dennis Johnson. But then I knew he played for the Giants, you know. And I thought maybe he was on the Giants that year. They made a run and like with the Eli year maybe. But now Peyton was the one I, I kept I saying. I was like Tom, I was like Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's only played for two coaches. Tom Brady, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, because well. who was the second? You're right, Mike Martz, Vermeil, and, and then Coughlin. No, and then for the for the Cardinals, whoever the Cardinals coach was, was it Todd Haley, Dennis? Well, Mill? it was he played there for f- five years, so. Let's see, 2005. Because he lost to Ben Roethlisberger because he had Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald when he was on the Cardinals, Kurt Warner. Wait, did we sign off yet, Matt? Are we still recording? No, we're still recording. We're, st- we're validating this trivia card to death. We're, we're beating it into submission. But I'm just trying to fact check it because that's a – I mean, Bill's got a good point there. Well, as John fact checks, we, I will sign off. This episode, decent episode, great episode, right? Great episode. Oh yeah, good flow. Thanks Ken for listening, Hunt. everyone. Wizard Hunt, that Wizard Hunt. It's a great Kenny way to end it. So for metal, myself, Metal Matt, the the J Lo, Big John Stud, Wild Bill, everyone be good, stay safe, and go birds. <laughs>